Here's to health. Here's to health. Here's to health. Hello and welcome to CPOP's monthly podcast. We ask people committed to their communities across Oregon what drives and inspires them in their work. Here's to health. Hello, I'm Jessica Diaz, one of the hosts of this podcast and regional outreach coordinator. I'm sitting here today with Maggie, who I'm actually also meeting for the first time today. (laughs) So instead of me trying to do an introduction, I am going to let her take over. So Maggie, in as many words as you would like, uh, who are you? All right, so hi, my name is Maggie. I work for Central City Concern, which is a large nonprofit in Oregon, or Portland, Oregon. I guess I should be a little more specific. But uh, specifically what I do is I work as a community health outreach worker for their primary care clinic. So that involves, one big part of it is I am an OHP assister, so helping people in the community get connected with OHP. And then also, a funny way my boss uh, described it to me was a friendly bounty hunter. So I do outreach to both people we're trying to engage in healthcare, but also a lot of work with people who have engaged but are maybe now not engaging so well, trying to help hash out like what are the barriers and why aren't you going? Like, could I give you a ride or do you need help accessing ride to care? Or I've even had um, one guy that was like, I can totally take the bus. I just don't know how to take the bus or how to operate that weird app that tells you how to take the bus. So we took the bus together to his appointment. He's like, now I can do this. Nice. So it's kind of a nebulous, always changing position, but I like it pretty well. Excellent. And how long have you been doing this? I started at the beginning of 2018 in March, I think. So just over a year and a half now. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then... What about your job is the thing that brings you back each day? What's your favorite aspect of the work you do? I think my favorite aspect is that I don't really know how every day is going to go because it is so variable. So that keeps me, I think, invested in the work and it's never boring. And also I'm pretty chatty. So basically my job is to uh, talk to people all day. So I'm into that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's also why I like the work I do is because it is challenging, but it definitely, there's always something new to learn and, and new things to explore. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with someone the other day that like challenging work will give you your lowest lows, but also kind of like the biggest rewards. Yeah. So that's a plus. I love that way of articulating it. Mm-hmm. How about outside of work? Where do you find your passion? Outside of work, I am, I've always been really into music, so I try to make an effort to go out and see a lot of the live music that's around Portland. Oh, awesome. I go dance a lot, so that's one of my uh, stress releasers is Bust a Move, so. <laughs> Excellent. Um, are there any local to Portland venues or places you would recommend for people who are listening from the area? I love the Goodfoot. It's in Southeast on 28th and Stark. So it has like a venue where they have DJs and a lot of different live bands. I think the last show I saw there was a Guns N' Roses cover band called Funkin' Roses. And they have like also like 
three-part horn harmonies in the background, like saxophone, trombone. Wow. So it's a really wide variety, and just the way that the venue is, it's tight, but you feel really like in a community with everyone that you're there. Mm-hmm. So it's just a fun spot. Yeah. Awesome. I feel like that's a good metaphor in general. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about something that you think people would not guess or know about you? Um, I lived in West Africa for two years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was a Peace Corps volunteer prior to doing this job, so I lived in the Gambia. Because I'd be willing to bet a lot of people probably don't know where the Gambia is, because I did not before I was told I was going to go live there for two years. So. Wow. Um, any corollaries between the work that you did there and what you do now? Yeah, a lot of it is very similar because I was a community health outreach volunteer. So it's, you know, going to meet people where they're at. When I was in Peace Corps, I went and I lived in a village with 300 other people, lived in a hut there with them, worked at my health center every day. And then here, you know, coming out into the community with Central City Concern is really focused on working with the homeless population So I think putting your money where your mouth is and engaging and meeting the people that we're trying to serve where they are rather than saying just come to the clinic. Mm -hmm. So I think both of them are kind of like grassroots, put yourself out there approaches. Yeah, which are really the approaches I think that make the Community Partner Outreach Program um, pretty unique and effective. Yeah, I actually didn't know about it before I became a... OHP a sister, so I was also impressed with we it. We are a well-kept secret. <laughs> I think, actually, this podcast is probably one of one of the ways we're trying to get the word out. You know, like, We have all these amazing people in this network across the state of Oregon who are doing work that just could not be replicated in a state office, sitting mm-hmm. in a cubicle. Yeah, my mom, actually, she sells um, like commercial health insurance for a living. She worked for Providence for a long time. And she was actually, when I was becoming like certified and learning, she was really excited to learn that there are people out there that do that because she says that's just a blind spot that Gosh. a lot of commercial ins- insurance agents have where they want to have more. So it's nice to have, you know that go between where she can talk to an OHP assister or I can say like, mom, I have a question about the marketplace. Yeah, that's fantastic. mm -hmm. I'm going to do a quick plug, which is that any agents who want to become assisters can in the state of Oregon as well. Yes, I think we had three of them in my training I went to initially, so. Yeah, cool. There's something, um, and I, I would say in work or in your personal life, um, that you are especially proud of? Hmm. It seems really depressing if I say I can't think of one off the top of my head, but um, I mean, I'm proud that in, I would say, both my personal and professional life, I am someone I think that people can depend on to say like, hey, I need to get this done. Mm -hmm. And I like to be that person that offers, you know, not a concrete solution to be like, hey, whatever needs to be done, even if it's just one small step. Yeah. So I think I'm proud of my dependability, both professionally and personally. What is one thing that you wish you could master or maybe even just perfectly know if you could pick anything? Oh, I wish I could just perfectly know like 
any language. That's like not even really something I could master. That would be like a superpower. But That's fantastic. <laughs> I think I now change my answer to that. I'm gonna steal it. <laughs> this is a big question, but um, would you say you have um, anything that gives you a particular sense of meaning in your life, or um, sort of another way of thinking about it, like what is the big thing that gets you excited? in the morning to to go out and do this work? I get excited about, you know, having the opportunity to be that person that has a conversation with someone, whether it be about OHP or sometimes even something completely unrelated to work, Mm -hmm. but being that connection that someone makes. Like, I've had a lot of people where it'll be, I can tell they just wanted someone to listen, and so I find a lot of meaning in being a person that is able to listen because there's so many things I feel like about being homeless that are kind of dehumanizing to people and that makes me really sad and I think that just sitting down and having a conversation even unrelated to homelessness just a normal human to human conversation is something that makes a difference for me definitely and I would hope for the person that I'm talking to yeah so um, is there anything that you wish you had known right when you were getting started or advice you would give someone else just getting started in this field? Buy really good shoes. Mm, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Because, I mean, you really just never know and get really good at holding your computer one-handed and typing one-handed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're doing specifically, like, out in the community outreach be prepared to get creative with where you're going to set up to do something and how you're going to get there. I uh, volunteered once with Portland Street Medicine mm. to go out with them because they do rounds around different areas of Portland and bring my little laptop and do OHP applications with a lot of the people that they were encountering that don't have OHP. And we went to under a street along the river that's kind of a bridge. There are literal, literal like, caves oh, wow. dug out that people are living in. So I did not ever expect I would end up there. But that brings me back to the get good shoes and <laughs> uh, be prepared to improvise. Yeah. I think that um, a lot of the outreach work is, um, you know, you have to tailor it to the populations you're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any other advice on how to make sure that outreach is really, uh, it works well and that you reach people um, where they're most comfortable? Maybe that's a leading question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think when you're doing an application for OHP, it's a lot of questions. And I mean, some of them are really personal. Mm -hmm. So I always just try to be really transparent with people to be like, I am going to ask you some of these questions. And to be honest, sometimes I don't know a lot of the whys or I didn't design this application, but we're just going to go through it together. (laughs) But acknowledging you know things that make people uncomfortable rather than trying to like avoid the subject you know yeah trying to just be really real with people Mm -hmm. and acknowledge like yeah it is frustrating to get asked all these questions (laughs) yeah I think and I also think that people can tell when you're being real or Mm -hmm. when you're not and so 
just yeah. putting yourself out there is a huge step in gaining that trust. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with um, a client the other day, and he was saying that like that was something he really appreciated. He's like, I feel like you're nice and genuinely nice, because a lot of times when you talk to people, you can like see that they're trying to be nice, but that they don't mean it. Mm-hmm. And we even talked about how sometimes I would rather have someone genuinely be rude to me because that's how they feel than try to fake that everything is cool. So, yeah. So, yeah. Being genuine, I guess, if we're doing a short answer mm-hmm. to that previous question. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Do you have a family member or friend or even colleague who motivates you? And if so, would you like to talk a little bit about them? I mean, the providers that I work with over at Old Town Clinic in downtown, they do motivate me because I see them being under a lot of pressure to, you know, see patients and really challenging patients and just that they continue to like show up every day and work and still do the best that they can. And there's a lot to being a provider, I feel like, so... I didn't really give a specific person, but I'm just going to give my shout out to the providers at Old Town Clinic in general. No, that's excellent. Um, (laughs) For people who maybe aren't familiar with Old Town Clinic, could you talk a little bit about um, sort of the ethos and what's offered there? Yeah, so Old Town Clinic is the primary care clinic offered by Central City Concern. I guess now I should say one of the primary care clinics because we also opened uh, Blackburn over on the east side, but they're really committed to integrative medicine, so it's all team-based. A person will have their primary care provider, but that provider is part of a bigger team that has different types of providers, like um, MDs and PAs, NPs, a lot of acronyms, and then also mental health is offered within that, and there's a lot of support around groups and community so I think that Old Town to sum it up they just offer a really holistic type Mm -hmm. of uh, medicine acknowledging the whole person yeah which is fantastic and I feel like more opportunities to talk about it uh, the better (laughs) let's see I think I ran through the questions that I had prepared looking forward is there Anything that you are sort of most excited to maybe do more of or learn more of? And I guess we could go either professional or personal for that. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, My goal one day is to eventually be a provider. So, but I really love what I'm doing now also. So just kind of making sure to be present in that every day and learn as much as I can because I think a lot of that learning on like the outside the clinic or the health insurance side is going to be really helpful kind of like insider information once I go to the provider side of things not that you necessarily have to choose like sides like we're in a versus match but (laughs) yeah but that that lived experience Mm -hmm. is really valuable yeah Uh, I have to say it's been really fantastic meeting you for the very first time and the fact that you let me bring a microphone to that is (laughs) Yeah, now it's on record. Forever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll mark this day in history. We'll have (laughs) recordings of it. Um, 
So I really appreciate your openness to have um, who is pretty much a complete stranger show up at your place of work. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the uh, invite. And I also I do want to give like a shout out to, like I say, I am a community health outreach worker and an OHP assister in addition to that. But we do have some really great staff at Central City, the Medicaid outreach and engagement folks that are out there just going all around different places doing applications and coordinating people's problems so shout out to them yeah thank you so much everyone hope you're all having a great start to your day or if it's in the middle of the day afternoon evening whatever time it may be that you are tuning in with us thank you so so much for joining our amazing network of assisters and community partners and really everyone here So I am Jacqueline Salas. Uh, Some of you may recognize me from a few podcasts ago, and I'm also a regional outreach coordinator here with our amazing CPOP team. I support Benton, Lynn, Lane, and Douglas counties, and it is truly a blessing to be part of this wonderful, wonderful, fun, fun team as well. So today, we thought we'd talk a little bit about gratitude. Big shocker, right? It is November, which is the month of Thanksgiving, so we thought, hmm, what a better time to really talk about this topic. And also, as I reflect a little bit on the year, we're getting close to the end of the year, meaning we're also really close to bringing in the new year. So I just thought it was pretty fitting and appropriate to just try to really bring us all together and to think about you know, everything that we've accomplished, all the blessings this year has brought us. So really just with an open heart and mind and receiving all of this with gratitude, right? So I want to start off with just posing the question to you all, what is gratitude, right? So there's no right or wrong answer. I think it really does depend on your perspective, your life, your experiences, all the above, and just really what life has given you. So Googling gratitude, as we all probably use Google quite a bit, it is defined as the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. So let's dissect that a little bit. So the quality of being thankful, right? Most of us probably assume that and and know that we relate gratitude to thankfulness. But I really want to focus on the part that states readiness because I agree and I do think gratitude is, you know, being ready and open to receive that and really to start off your day that way. So you have to be ready. It is this kind of a particular state of mind and being that requires a little bit of really intentionality, in my opinion. So readiness to show appreciation for. So the to show part I see it as the action part, the actual tangible doing, right? I know sometimes we've heard a lot, uh, actions speak louder than words. So I think in my eyes, this is how I see that, the showing, the what are you actually doing to go along with 
the words um, that you will be expressing of gratitude, ideally. And then the last part, to return kindness. So returning that. So most of us may think, okay, well, I'm going to return it. What if I don't receive it? But I think we do have a lot to return because I think life in general gives us a lot to be grateful for. So really, we are returning that that energy, right? It's our way of saying thank you. Thank you for my health. Thank you for giving me a new day. Just thank you for everything, really overall and holistically. So with that said, I hope you're all, you know, kind of thinking about it and just really putting in perspective, how do I express gratitude or do I? You know, I think uh, life throws a little bit of everything at us at times. So uh, it may be a challenging time for you right now, you know, with the holidays approaching. Uh, like personally, I I don't live with my family anymore. So I'm from Southern California. So I am now in Salem, Oregon. And very happily, I, I chose that. But I know around the holiday time, I get a little bit melancholic, you know, just thinking about my family and, you know, that I may not get to spend as much time that I would like with them, especially around this fun, amazing holiday time, getting to decorate the tree and, you know, pick out the gifts with everyone. And even Thanksgiving, I don't really fly home for Thanksgiving because I just, I can't really go twice for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I just want us all to also take a moment, you know, to be gentle with ourselves that we're human beings, we have feelings, it's normal. We're going to miss people, we're going to have memories, you know, maybe of someone that they're with us any longer or what have you. But I want us to see that from a positive perspective, you know, that we have those great memories, we have those people in our lives or at one point. So let's let's focus on, you know, what they left us with. So I think a lot of what gratitude is, again, personally, so I, I just, you know, share this with you all and hope that it sparks some positivity and something along similar lines. Along the spirit of gratitude is changing or not changing, I want to say modifying our perspective, right? Our perspective about how we see things, how we reflect on things. And I know it's a process at times, but I think ideally towards the end, when we're ready to move on, to move forward, that we leave with something positive in a spirit of of gratitude. So for example, if, you know, let's just say you came across an individual that maybe, you know, wasn't the nicest in your opinion, he or she was rude to you for no reason. Being grateful for that. And I know in the moment that may be difficult, right? Because we all, not all, but sometimes we may tend to react and just kind of give that same energy back. But rather than doing that, let's really take some time to, to kind of hold back and, and think, what did this teach me? And more than anything, being thankful for that. Thank you for teaching me that this person, maybe was having a rough day. Thank you for teaching me to be humble, to be selfless, and to think about others, and that it's not all about me. So that's just a simple example of, you know, kind of just day to day, how we can kind of shift our paradigm and our perception about things. So another important point, I think, to share with you all is setting your day with gratitude, starting it, you know, on that note. And let's think about some ways that we can do that. 
So for example, I know I've actually had this conversation quite a bit with some colleagues on our team and just friends overall. You know, when you wake up, what is the first thing you do? So I know myself, I am guilty of this, unfortunately, right? At times, I reach for my phone, check my emails, check my notifications, right? And then you kind of start off this day with a little bit of anxiety already because you're like, oh man, I have so much to get to respond to already. But rather than doing that, as soon as you open your eyes, think about the simple difference it would make if you started your day in a spirit of being thankful. So how can you do that? So I'm going to share a few gratitude affirmations that you can do in the morning or really that you can say and, you know, say them out loud, say them in your mind, however you would prefer. So number one, thank you for this new day, right? Just really thank you for this new day, meaning I'm alive, I'm breathing, I have a new opportunity to do more today. Number two, I'm filled with happiness and gratitude, So just really repeating that to yourself, like, yes, I am happy, I am grateful, like setting the tone for that day. Number three, I'm grateful for another chance to live my life. So kind of going back to number one, right? Just, yes, thank you for giving me another opportunity in life, meaning this new day. Number four, I'm grateful to feel the air in my lungs and the beating of my heart. Yes, very, very true, right? So health. How many people do we know that just don't have their health? So I think, uh, I know even myself, we take this for granted at times and it doesn't, it's not in, it doesn't hit us until, you know, we meet someone closely that, that struggles with health. And then we reflect and we're like, oh man, how many times have I n- not been grateful, you know, for my health and taken it for granted? So just a good reminder about that. Number five, I'm thankful simply for being alive. Number six, thankfulness, appreciation, and sincere gratitude are part of who I am. So again, telling yourself that, yes, this is who I am. I am a person who is thankful. I'm going to express gratitude. And telling yourself that and telling your mind that so that as you go on and approach your day, you have that attitude already. Number seven, I'm grateful for who I am and for what I have. Right? So I think in a time of like today with social media being, you know, such a big part of this generation, it's easy to see something and quickly want to compare ourselves and focus on, oh, how come he or she has that? Oh, I want that. Oh, I want this. Kind of the external, you know, part to life. But we have so much. We each have so much that, you know, I'm sure if we were to sit down and and talk to each other, there is something that we each have that the other wishes we did. So you may have something I don't. I may have something you don't. And I think it's easy to kind of make that call externally. But interior-wise, we don't know what we're each going through. So you may have great morale. And maybe I'm just having a really sucky day. But it looks like I'm put together you know, externally maybe. Again, let's just be really grateful that we have a lot and being grateful for that. Number eight, I invite gratitude into my heart. So again, just being open to that. Number nine, today I will have an attitude of gratitude. So again, setting yourself up for that success of having an attitude of gratitude. 
Number 10, thank you for the blessings this day will bring. So you're already telling yourself, yes, today will be filled with so many blessings. I am ready and open to receive them. So I hope those were helpful and they spark, you know, just a spirit of gratitude and and get you thinking about what you're grateful for. And I mean, these were 10. You don't have to do 10. You're welcome to maybe even 20 if you'd like, but even like three to five, I think just starting, you know, baby steps. If this is not something you already do in the morning, you know, really taking this into consideration and thinking, okay, how can I get to this point? Maybe your goal is 10. So to add to that, I also want to say that, you know, it's important to see the beauty and chaos and challenges and really embracing them and appreciating every moment, right? So when something doesn't go our way, how do we react? Kind of to add on to what I was saying earlier, I believe, let's look at what that moment was meant to teach us. What was the lesson to be learned? This does, however, require us to be open to it, which means we're we're open, willing to receive the wisdom and the teaching that this lesson or, you know, challenge or struggle at the time that it may seem was meant there to give us all along. Similarly, let's celebrate every success, right? As small of a thing as it may seem. So like, let's say you're on your way to work or on your way to an appointment or wherever you're headed to. Let's say you found a close parking spot. I mean, if that's really important to you, woohoo. And you know that usually it's really hard to find a parking spot in that block or in that neighborhood. Let's say you were kind of running a little late and you just happened to mostly get green traffic lights. Awesome, right? That's really important and I think it probably made your day or morning a little less stressful ideally. Let's say you're going on a walk. Well, first off, be grateful that you can walk because yes, how there's plenty of people that that can't do that itself. And there's just, you know, some sunshine that morning, which in Oregon, yes, I know we really really appreciate appreciate that and I know that's something being from Southern California moving to Oregon I've found myself really appreciating those days that we do have some sun. So again, just expressing gratitude for that beautiful weather. I really just hope that through these words and kind of taking some time to reflect on our lives and just where we're at and think about how can we express gratitude if we haven't already or if you are great congratulations that's amazing. How can we pass that along, you know, to our friends, to our peers? anyone. So I'd like to end with this, I thought, wonderful quote. I mean, there's so many beautiful ones out there, but I just thought this really wrapped things up in a very concise, clear way for me. There are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. This is by the wonderful Albert Einstein. So what is this saying? right? This is saying, so you can see everything as if it's not a miracle. It's kind of like it's it's a given, duh, of course, like why wouldn't it be? Which in my opinion doesn't really express gratitude, right? Or on the contrary, you look at the as if everything is a miracle. So just really appreciating every single thing, again, from the moment you wake up to being able to walk to the air you can breathe, So I invite you to really think about that quote and how that applies to your life. And let's kind of check ourselves. Like, where do we fall within this quote? Are we 
on the take things for granted side or do we really appreciate everything and see it as a miracle so i hope this was helpful to you all and that you found some peace in this and felt welcomed uh, and you know will take on my invitation to think about ways that you could add gratitude to your life through actual actions that work for you maybe that's journaling maybe that's if you're a person of faith, you know, maybe that's through prayer, finding some affirmations that work for you in the morning or before you go to bed. Maybe let's set some goals, right, for how can we make these actions of gratitude actually happen. So I hope you all enjoyed this. Please feel free to share feedback, always open to it and always looking for ways to really reach you all and suggestions for themes or topics you would like to hear us talk about. Thank you all for sharing this time with me and I look forward to hopefully talking to you again. Take care, happy Thanksgiving and have a great rest of your day. Thank you, thank you so much. Have an idea for the podcast? Want to share your story? Reach out to us at community.outreach at state.or.us.